This podcast is brought to you by the film Ezra from Bleecker Street, directed by Tony Goldwyn with an incredible ensemble that includes Robert De Niro, Bobby Cannavale, and Whoopi Goldberg. Ezra is a funny and endearing story about Max, a divorced father struggling to co-parent his autistic son, Ezra. When faced with difficult decisions about the future, they embark on a cross-country road trip that has a transcendent impact on both their lives. Deadline calls Ezra a touching testament to the power of love. In theaters May 31st. Pampers Cruisers 360 is the must-have diaper to help keep your baby from taking it right off, which, if you've experienced this, can lead to complete chaos. With its 360-degree stretchy waistband that moves with your baby for a comfortable fit, your active baby can move freely. Think of it as baby yoga pants. Cruisers 360 offers a gap-free fit and has a blowout barrier at the back of the diaper to help stop any unwanted disasters. The best part? That stretchy waistband makes it so easy to change your wiggly baby who is always on the move and can't be stopped. Just rip the sides to remove and roll it up with the disposal tape on the back. Voila! Pampers Cruisers are available in sizes 3 to 7 and now feature fun new prints. Pair with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes, made from 100% plant-based cloth that grips the mess without fear of tearing. With Free and Gentle, mess meets its match. For trusted protection, trust Pampers the number one pediatrician-recommended brand. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies, like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Hi, this is Laura Vanderkam. I'm a mother of four, an author, journalist, and speaker. And this is Sarah Hart Unger. I'm a mother of three, practicing physician, and blogger on the side. We are two working parents who love our careers and our families. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. Here we talk about how real women manage work, family, and time for fun. From figuring out childcare to mapping out long-term career goals, we want you to get the most out of life. Welcome to Best of Both Worlds. This is Laura. This is episode 115, which is first airing in mid-October of 2019. Today, we're mostly going to be talking about goals again, Um, things that we have aimed to do and have done or not done over the past quarters or quintiles, as the case may be. We're getting into planner season. I know a lot of people purchasing their planners for next year. But we will not be doing another planner review episode this year, Sarah, right? No. I mean, we still may have to do a planner focused or some kind of like maybe yearly planning process episode perhaps. But I am not going to do like 10 planner reviews like I did last year. It was really fun. It got kind of tiring. And I don't feel like planners change that much from year to year. Now, there are new ones that come out, which is really cool. In fact, there's a lot of nice niche ones that are just very interesting. Um, But they're sort of beyond the scope of what I'm (laughs) willing to do at this point. After those 10, I was like, okay, that's it for a while. If you are interested in a blogger who does a million planner reviews, you should check out Plannerisma on Instagram. And she also has a blog and she, um, she covers 
a whole lot of planners if you're into that, which I am. Yeah, I've been amazed at the number of planner people on Instagram. I guess it it lends itself, like the people who do kind of fancy layouts or the washi tape or whatever that stuff is. Well, that's a whole community. And then I think that's fueled a lot of these small brands to be like, oh, we're going to make something. And you know, at one point I was like, oh, we should do one. But then I'm like, that market is saturated. It has got to be saturated. There are like, I don't know, there's probably like a thousand different types of planner you could get at this point. Many of them are similar. You can, I mean, the good news is you can pretty much find what you want. And then if you can't, there's some really amazing custom options out there. Like if you are interested to listen to our review from last year, there was like the super custom Agendio, which I know some of my blog readers ended up going for. I still use the Hobonichi Techo, Techo, sorry, I pronounced it wrong for years and it's old habits die hard, but it's the Techo cousin, which is their larger size. And I freaking love that planner. Golden Coil, that was the one that tempted you the most, right, Laura? Yeah. yeah. Well, it was customizable so I could make it look like my target notebook, basically. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, that that seems like an elaborate solution for something that's not actually a problem. So, probably not going to go for it. It wasn't broken. But now that you've fancied up your pens, hmm. Mm, That's true. Will will the planners be far behind? I don't know. I don't know. I already ordered my Hobonichi and it was so much fun. We were like in the middle of a hurricane warning and I was like, okay, our power must stay on because I must order this. And I'm <laughs> sure the cover that I wanted wasn't going to sell out, but just they have a great, they do a great job like building suspense as their wares go on sale at this Japanese store, um, which by the way... I've had blog readers that were like, we need a guide to the store. Like it's actually, it's actually very well, it's not hard to navigate their website. The only tricky part is that- But it's in Japanese, right? No, it's in English. They have a completely English website. The only part that's challenging is that the prices are in yen. Uh. So, and there is a large shipping fee that doesn't come up until the end. It's approximately, well, it's 3,700 yen. So it's about $37 because that's the conversion rate. Well, because it's coming from Japan. I don't know. Yes, because it's shipped directly from Japan. And it actually comes- I think so, because they come really fast, at least in prior years. Like, I'm always impressed like that. Wow, five days from Japan. But no, if, you, if you're interested in a Hobonichi, don't be afraid. The store is actually very easy to navigate. Um, I'll also do a shout out to a prior guest we had. We had Tanya Dalton from Inkwell Press, and her products are still so pretty. And I think I may order some goal setting inserts because sometimes I like a little separate sort of dreaming notebook to write out some goals. I will say I went back to my old one and I didn't necessarily follow all of them, but I like the format for thinking about it. Just a little shout out to Tanya here. She has a new book out called The Joy of Missing Out. So maybe some of our listeners would like to check that out while they are also shopping for inkwell planners. I think it actually comes with like a, or maybe that was just a pre-order, but there was some sort of discount code link to her, to her planners. Her planners are very, very pretty. Yeah. Well, I am still using the same planner method. Um, I wound up buying my 2020 at a glance weekly pocket calendar in August. And that tends to happen around then. That's when I start getting enough 2020 events that are date specific. I mean, the next year date specific events that I need to put them somewhere. And there, there's a page at the end of any given year's calendar for the next year. But when you are filling in enough of that, then it's time to actually put it on a calendar. So I tend to buy it in August. September is sort of the latest that it would happen. And then, yeah, still using my notebook, which is Cambridge edition, one of the sort of nicer ones that they sell at Target, college ruled. It does actually have dates along the top. So you could circle the month and the day if you wanted to. I don't. I just put the date 
at the top, like the week. So, you know, you'd say October, whatever, 14 to 19 or whatever the week is. And then plus the weekend list my priorities for the week. And then under that would do day specific to-do lists, uh, adding to that as, as things come in that I need to do. And you realized that you had a bullet journal years before. Apparently, I have said been intuiting <laughs> the bullet journal method because I have collections as well. I just didn't know they were called that. Like I have a page devoted to books read. I have a page devoted to – I've been doing some blog time makeovers and so I've got a page devoted to that or if I check my voicemail, which I tend not to do. But if I do, then I'll write those down on a page. And yeah, so this is all collections apparently, but it's not – indexed or organized that way. It just goes by by date. Uh, but you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And this Do method works. Have your calendar on your phone too, or is your pure, are you pure paper? I am pure paper. Uh, there there are things on my phone because people send me invites for stuff, and sometimes that just works for having the number there. I tend to also write the number down in my phone. Like if somebody sent me a dial in or a number to call them, I tend to put it on my calendar as well, just because that's the trigger to know that I'm supposed to call them if there's a number. Whereas if there's not a number, I sort of assume that they'll be calling me. Um, and so that's just my visual cue of what is supposed to happen. But people send me invites. And so I just, if I hit accept, it goes somewhere on my phone and then comes up 15 minutes before. I don't really understand the whole purpose. I never looked at that calendar other than that. Uh, but you know that is nice little trigger to remind me to do it. So I guess that's good. I'm similar in that my trusted calendar is the paper one, but I do like Josh and I do have a shared Google one. So if there's something I need him to know about, I do that. And I kind of like the electronic calendar for the exactly like the details. You know what I mean? Like I might know I wrote down that I have noon conference, but I don't need to write the location because I know that that calendar electronically syncs with my phone and I can always see where the location is. So we're not, you know, I'm not completely living in like 1983, but yeah. um, <laughs> I am. It's fine. <laughs> Although now I'm writing you with are, my, and it works But now that I'm writing with my cross pen, I mean, you know, who knows? It's going to. You should write your next book with a cross pen. <laughs> I think I'm going to type it. Um, but uh, okay. All right, fine. Yeah. And anyone who if you've got a method that works for you, like don't feel like you need to change it just because there are fancy planners. Or if you are a paper planner, you don't need to go to electronic. Um, if you are electronic, don't feel like you need to do paper just because I mean, yes, the washi tape might be cool, but it is. <laughs> I have no idea what I even do with washi tape. It would just be stuck in my notebook, like bothering me. Like, why do I have, you know, <laughs> why do I have scotch tape in my... I only use washi tape very sparingly, but I use it like to mark a significant day and it's purely for fun. It is not actually serving much purpose. But what, what do you do? Like, it, what is it doing? I usually make like a border of the page oh, with okay. it. Um, and sometimes that's actually helpful because then it's like, oh, this is the this is the page that has my summer reading list and I can oh, find gotcha. it because it's like got a little like colorful tape on the side and I can see it from the side of the book. So oh, there's a little function. Mostly it's just fun. I do like washi tape so far. Well, there you go. <laughs> 
So, so yes, moving on to goals. So as longtime listeners know, Sarah does a quintile system for her I goals. Do. So I do. we are we are deep into Q4 at this point and heading into the fifth, but we can talk about both the third and fourth in, in sure. this particular well, the episode. Third, that was summer, and then the fourth is back to school, and the fifth is that sort of reflective time, I think, between November 1st and December 31st. Yeah, I mean, you have had quite the tumultuous cues this year with your pregnancy and everything. I've been more in kind of a like things are getting easier kind of a phase because Genevieve sleeps more and um, I don't know, like more of a coasting kind of a phase. So I feel like I'm getting a little bit more done. For Q3, I had a lot of work goals, mostly just sort of transitioning into my program director role. And I feel like they've gone really well. And I did, there was a big milestone of submitting my first sort of program yearly summary to the ACGME, which is our governing board. And I succeeded, survived that. And I'm just happy that's over. That's exciting. Um, There's still a residency program. (laughs) Well, we don't get the like response for a couple months, but let's hope. (laughs) Presumably. And I've sort of transitioned some of my old APD stuff to our new APD, which is really cool. We hosted a parenting group play date, which was fun. And I did a little bit of progress on a research project that's ongoing. I don't love doing research, but to some extent, I have to do a little bit. And the best projects for me are projects that someone else is doing, but they're using sort of my ideas on my patient population. And I think I've found one that fits those criteria. So I'm trying to get that to move forward. For the blog, we launched our ads. Yay! And I tried to get ahead, but I didn't really. And I wanted to post three times a week, which I generally did. And then I did want to start an email newsletter list for my blog because that's what you're supposed to do to grow your audience and your reach. And I do like, I think it'd be a fun way to like send some little extras. But I hit a roadblock very quickly because you need to have an address. And I didn't want to put my home address. I didn't want to put my work address. So I need to like, apparently you could rent an address for like $3 a month. But I got caught in a loop of like worrying about that. So once I figure out that I'm going to do it, but it didn't happen in Q3. Well, it's pretty easy to get a post office box or um, I know a virtual mailbox. But I didn't. <laughs> so it I seems sort of complicated, but it's probably not I that complicated. Our, what do you do? Our Regis, because that's where I go rent an office oh, anyway. So then they, and they actually have a mailbox. And people option. do mail stuff there um, because that's the uh, I don't get the mail all that frequently. So if you're listening to this, like, and you want to send me something, just email me and I'll send you a real address. Um, but for the purposes of direct marketing, you do need a physical address that right. is on your literature as part of federal law. Um, yep. So that's why Sarah needs to put an address on there. And so I have my real physical Regis address where mail can be collected. Um, there's, you know, shown my ID. Everyone send Laura some mail now <laughs> to her Regis address. At my Regis address. Um, I do pick it up, you know, when I come here every month or so. So, I mean, it will get to me, just not quickly. So yeah. Okay. You haven't done that. Okay. So that was, that was sort of the blog side. Then we have family, just some annoying reimbursement stuff, which I did. Uh, plan winter travel. Check because I decided we're not doing it after that <laughs> trip. Um, and then... <laughs> Come on. Wait a little bit. Um, need a break. And then uh, Kid Days with Annabelle and Cameron went really well. I did those in June. So that was super fun. Um, okay, two more categories. For myself, I wanted to read a book a week, which I don't know if I did it like exactly on that schedule, but I did read approximately 15 books from Memorial Day to Labor Day. So I think that's, that's pretty close. That's not shabby at all. No, yeah. that's great. And 
Oh, that I took a it's a MB corrected to Miami Beach, but that's that's not what I meant. Um, I took a trip with my college friends yes, to the Toronto. MB group, which we won't <laughs> yes. say what MB stands for. Apparently, no. Miami Beach, it doesn't. Yeah, Miami but Beach is that good. would be better than what it actually does stand for. Exactly. And then, um, and but that was a great trip, and I can check that one off. And then I was going to try these new workouts for my favorite trainer, but I didn't because I just stuck with my what was already working. July was a kind of low workout month too, but August was much better. And then finally, for my house, I wanted to host a playdate that was a barbecue playdate. I didn't, but I hosted a playdate, so check. Um, I wanted to sell the house, and I'm like, note to self, stop putting things on your list that you have no control over. Like, I remember, I think I put on my list in 2010, like, get pregnant or have a baby or something. Like, you can't, <laughs> you can't. can't put that on a list. It can be um, a hope. It can't really be a goal, yeah, right? No, it I can't. mean, I, I guess that's not- a... Fair. And then I wanted to Conmari the toys and I didn't really do it, but our nanny kind of did it. So that was great. Um, and the clothes and that's going to have to be pushed to the next quarter. Uh, let's, let's take a quick break for our ads and we'll be right back. Hey listeners, every parent wants their child to get better grades and higher test scores, but that's not always easy. My solution is Varsity Tutors. Before Varsity Tutors, you only had a few options like selecting a tutor based on random recommendations or spending a small fortune at a local tutoring center, hoping for the best. The truth is, if that you really want to ensure the confidence and educational success of your child, Varsity Tutors is the best option around. My 12-year-old, Jasper, gets good grades, but he decided that he wanted to take his writing to the next level. So he's been trying out the service, and he meets with his reading and writing tutor online every week. And he enjoys it enough that he looks forward to the next session. Whether it's in person or online, Varsity Tutors connects students with expert instructors in anything from phonics to SAT prep to college courses. Varsity Tutors has a rigorous tutor vetting process that ensures your child is working with the best. And Jasper has been able to share his essays in real time with his tutor so they can make the most of this session. And even if your kid gets good grades, there's always room to improve. So to receive up to $250 and a free consultation with an education director, Go to varsitytutors.com slash best of. That's varsitytutors.com slash best of for $250 off. Give your child the confidence and keys to success today at varsitytutors.com slash best of. And listeners, we know you're busy, but is there something that's interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? If so, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. You can connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment. So it's so convenient for people who are working, raising families, but want to prioritize their mental health. Get help on your own time and at your own pace. And you can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist. Their licensed professional counselors specialize in everything from depression and stress to anxiety, trauma, grief, and self-esteem. Anything you share is, of course, confidential. And if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, you can request a new one at any time. You can communicate by text, chat, phone, and video, and start communicating in under 24 hours. Best of all, it's a truly affordable option. Best of Both Worlds podcast listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code BESTOF. So why not get started today? Go to betterhelp.com slash bestof. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash best of. All right. That was great. So Laura, can you give us some insight into how your, well, I guess it would be your Q2. I don't know. Your summer. My your summer. summer goals well, went. Well, so this is the thing. I was um, 
I think I prefer to go through my summer fun list just because I feel like I did better on that. No, I did. Well, uh, those count. Those can be yeah, goals. Yeah, no, I mean, per so, you know, we'd, we'd done a discussion of our Q2 goals, and I feel like a lot of Q2 was just taken up with um, being horribly nauseous and tired, uh, which does not massively, you know, orient you toward long-term goals other than like, did I survive today? Yes. Awesome. Uh, Q3 was slightly better. Um, My goals were to get to 1 million downloads for this podcast, which we did. So that's very exciting. Thank you everybody for downloading and listening. And please tell your friends and rate and review us because that helps us grow. Um, I wanted to do mommy days with the kids. I did with all four of them. So that was great. Uh, I said a solo overnight retreat, which no, I didn't do. On the other hand, I mean, I traveled a ton in June and I wound up with a number of nights in various places that I was theoretically could have had deep thoughts, but I had no deep thoughts. I watched HGTV and sat in bed doing nothing. Uh, So, oh well, maybe I'll get to that eventually. So, Q4, I mean, looking forward to this, what I have anticipating, I don't know if any of this will have, I mean, I said I wanted my next book idea. I don't know if I will have that by the end of the year. I wanted to do an overnight trip with Michael. I don't know if we'll do that either. We did French laundry for our anniversary. You need to do so a, baby a baby moon. Yeah, maybe. I, can, I put voice lessons on here. I keep putting this on my goals list and then I don't do it, which maybe I should, you know, interpret as I don't necessarily need to do it. I think singing in the choir, if I just practice an extra sort of 30 to 60 minutes a week on my own, I could probably get some of that in. But the summer fun list, uh, I was very good at. I was quite happy that this managed to work as well as it did, given what the summer wound up being like. But, um, you know, I said I wanted to do strawberry picking. We did wanted to go to member night at the zoo. We did. I wanted to go to a beer garden. Two of them. I went to Asbury and Longwood and people are like, no, wait a minute. Um, you know, as I said, like one drink occasionally is okay. I had like half a beer at both. So I'd order beer. Michael had ordered beer. I'd drink half of mine and give him the rest. We went to Aquavit and French Laundry, two, two great restaurants. Michelin restaurants in one month. Yeah, wow. and one summer that was for one. Quarter. Unfortunately, <laughs> I was I was sick for Aquavit, um, so that was somewhat sad. <laughs> that is sad, but oh well. We got ice cream at Days in Ocean Grove. We did that a lot when we were there. Uh, we did a few family bike rides. I did some solo swimming. Mommy days with the kids. We went to a Phillies game. That was actually quite a bit of fun. Um, took the big boys to that. I put music outdoors. We're recording this before that happened, but we're doing a September Brad Paisley concert. Uh, so this is October and this is running. So we should have done that. Hike in Yosemite. And then I put edit my novel. Did not happen. I did not touch it uh, from April on, which again, you know, maybe I just uh, need to accept that. I don't know. I think in general, I'm my goals have sort of shifted in the sense that I am happy that we... I survived Q2 and Q3. Um, give my kids a pretty cool summer, even if I wasn't operating at 100% capacity. Hopefully. And you're still doing a lot. Yeah. I mean, you're doing your other podcasts. You're doing a ton of speaking. You're traveling all over the place. Like, I don't want our listeners like to, I don't, I think your version of like, I'm not doing much is actually doing like yeah. a lot. Yeah. Still. But hopefully you just keep working on some of those things and 
they'll they'll be good. So now how about you? Looking forward, Sarah, as we're here in Q4 for you, quintile four. Yes. Yes. Pushing back to Q4 and what we want to do. Well, a lot some of it's a holdover from Q3. So I mean I would like to succeed through interview season. So that's my next kind of hump to get over in uh, for our program. If you are a resident-to-be, you should totally interview at our program. It's awesome. I want to uh, – we're going to get a new coordinator soon, so I'm going to be onboarding her. So that's very exciting. I have some other little things I want to establish in our clinic. For the blog and the podcast, I want to get a P.O. box so I can start <laughs> – start my list and then actually start my list. And I set a kind of fun challenge to just blog daily in September because I kind of miss the old days when you just sort of blogged some random thing that took 20 minutes. And I don't know, I just thought it would be a fun thing to do. And so far I'm like at day five and it's still novelty and fun. Um, and I do want to try to like, sometimes I've been doing my pod prep very last minute, but I feel much better when I do it several days in advance as I did this week. And it was great. I wanted to continue monthly summit meetings with Josh. So we've started having these like Sunday night early dinner dates where we like talk about like stuff that's coming up and kind of strategize and do financial stuff. And it's kind of fun. Um, And Josh and I are going to take a weekend, either like a local trip or a staycation. Like we may go to, we were thinking about like Delray Beach for a night in a nice hotel, but like not travel far because we realize that what we really want is like time at home to chill without the kids for one weekend. And we don't necessarily care if we're anywhere else. And our nanny is uh, willing to take the kids to her house. So that is a way that we can accomplish that. I'm working on my skincare. Can you tell? No, I'm just kidding. And I want to set up my 2020 planner. I want to replace my loungewear because my shirts have like holes and it's terrible. And I want to keep reading. Uh, I kind of have a nice routine going where I'm reading nonfiction in the morning and then my fun reading the rest of the day or at night. I would note Sarah has a, a, a note on here that she has been doing a flossing streak uh, that yes, it'll be a year. <laughs> it will be a year. Well, I think I put that on there to remind myself that even if you've tried to do something a million times, it doesn't mean you'll never succeed because I have now flossed for basically a year after like failing to do so for like, I don't know, 15 years. So it doesn't, you're never too old to, to um, adopt a new habit. And it's definitely an actual habit for me now. Like I feel weird if I don't do it. So that's kind of cool. Um, And then finally, my family list is kind of funny because it's really early to be doing some of these things. I do want to use our like whiteboard system that I talked about in I think in another episode, but that's okay. I want to host another play date, which I already invited them. I want to plan my sister's baby shower. So that is going to be really fun. And I want to figure out Halloween super early. And I think my kids have an idea and I just want to be done with it before October. And I want to also order our holiday cards in October because I want to send them in November instead of during the actual holiday season because our address changed. And that way people who are sending us cards will have our new address. So it'll be like a Thanksgiving slash change of address slash we're just excited to be there. Your first holiday card card that we'll be sending out. Those are all great ideas. Yeah, no, important to get those out before you get a million cards at your old address <laughs> and uh, don't know what to do with them. Um, yeah, no, this is these are great. So, you know, as we, we always love goals, we'd love to hear from listeners as well about their goals. So feel free to send those to us. I'm always looking for creative ones as well. Well, shall we go to the question section? Of sure. This? Okay. And this was a great question because the person wrote back and it actually had a handwritten list. And that always makes me so happy to see other people's lists. It's so fun. Okay. So here's the question. And then Laura can give her answer and I'll give you my two cents. Okay. So I've got 13 weeks, not me, but the the writer, before she's due back to work. 
and things were starting to get a little easier with her baby. So she has, I think, two older kids and had one young baby. And she's looking for things to do during that time before you go back to work during maternity leave when you have time but not a lot of money. I would I she would write, add here that she's in a European country where it's more customary to take like 10, 11 months. Um, so the fact that she has 13 oh, yes, weeks quite long. before yes. she's going back to work is because she's and already the been off. probably like eight months yeah, old. she's already been off yeah. for eight months. So this is not like she just gave birth and is going back in 13 weeks. It's like, well, how do I fill my time? I'm like, well, I can answer that for you. But uh, no, her baby's older at this point. Yes. So she says she's piled her savings into buying a new house, but they live near a beach. She takes regular walks. She used to do three times weekly body pump classes and likes to read. Um, she's turning 40 in November and wants to do something memorable with this extra time. Um, she does want to plan and execute a house move and some work-related things. And she does have her list of 100 dreams handy. Thank you, Laura. Uh, but she says there's not that much on that she'll be able to do because they're feeling a little bit financially constrained due to this house. And I hear you, girl, um, <laughs> about the house. It's quite the money sink. So she says, what are your thoughts for things to do during this ample time, less money period? So ideas, Laura? I had some. Well, you why don't you read yours first? Because you had more ideas than I did. Uh, sure. So why don't you... <laughs> <laughs> so I wrote training for – so she mentioned some fitness things. So I wrote training for a race or doing a new fitness plan, um, maybe like picking some series of books to read. Like maybe there's some nonfiction topic you want to learn and there's something fun about like picking like five books or you know, some manageable number and then being like, I'm going to read this series versus, you know, just picking one at a time. Um, maybe taking some kind of free or low-cost online course or module. Um, maybe you want to learn photography. Maybe you want to learn – I don't know, marketing, something that there is resources online that aren't terribly expensive. You could maybe take on a cooking project and particularly if you wanted to maybe learn some efficient techniques that would benefit you, you know, after you go back to work, that would be kind of cool. I suggested a writing project and maybe some like dedicated kid fun days, like, you know, just with one-on-one time with her kids if she has childcare coverage. For the others. Yeah, no, I love the idea of a writing project. And we're coming into November, which is National Novel Writing Month here in the US. Uh, for people who aren't aware of this holiday, it's when thousands of people attempt to write a 50,000 word novel in the month of November. Which and you've done it twice, right? A couple right? times, yeah. If it, when you do the math, it's like 1,667 words a day. But if you're going to not do weekends, it's more like 2,000. And if you're going to take the Thanksgiving days off, it's really more like 2,500. Um, so aiming to write 2,500 words a day during work days uh, in November will get you to 50,000 words. Uh, but you know, it's really great for if you've ever said like, oh, I want to write a book. I have this book idea. Well, this allows you to get it out. And then you can take your time revising it and spend all the time in the world revising it. But it's so much easier to take something and turn it into something better than to turn nothing into something. And this tight deadline gets a lot of people over the sort of perfectionism and when wondering like, is this good? Is it not? No, it's horrible. Okay, because you're writing it in 30 days. Uh, but that's actually kind but it's of there. It's there. And that's kind of liberating. Like, yes, of course it's horrible, but we're going to make it better later. Um, at least it exists. So I'm a big fan of that. If she wants to take that on before going back to work, um, she might be able to fit that in during, during the baby's naps, for instance, or uh, in the evening um, after her kids go to bed or something like that. Or if she has a little bit of childcare during those times, it could work. Also love Sarah's idea of training for a race and love the idea of the book series as well. Because again, this is another thing that could happen during naps. So uh, again, if she doesn't really 
actually have childcare during her maternity leave. This is something she could, in fact, tackle. Um, she could read. There's a lot of really long novels. You know, so especially if she is, for instance, nursing, she could read while nursing and read while the baby's napping and, and have the ability to get through thousand page books. I don't know. You read the works of James Joyce and Tolstoy and so Dickens. and That would be super heavy. Uh, so you definitely have to do it on a Kindle or your phone. Because otherwise, <laughs> it would probably like fall on the baby's head. And you have them. to like put it on a stand <laughs> next to you while you're, exactly. while you're feeding. Um, so yeah, those are, those are some fun ideas. All right. So love of the week. Yes. Um, mine is... <laughs> A planner-related product. So I chose this really cool – it's actually – I wrote Post-it Note Tape, but it's definitely not Post-it Note brand, and Post-it is like TM. So it's, it's like Sticky Note Tape, <laughs> I believe is what it's called. Mine is Yamato brand. It's very Japanese. And it is like – I know Laura's like, what is this tape for? But like if I want to paint like a little accent note that's like a neon color in my planner – just like it's like the sticky part of the sticky note without the paper, so it doesn't like flop mm. around. And I just think it's the cutest ever. So that is my love of the. And week. that's is that another Hobonichi product or? I mean, you can get it on Amazon too. Oh, okay. The brand is Yamato. Yamato, gotcha. Well, I am I'm drinking at the moment out of my racetrack coffee mug. It's a travel mug, and I think I also got this one for for free. Um, racetrack for our northern listeners is the Wawa of the South. I think they'd probably hate to be called that, <laughs> but um, there's uh, you know there's a couple higher end convenience store slash gas station brands in the U.S. and there's Wawa, which is more northern states, and Racetrack is the one that they have in the South. Anyway, this is a travel mug, and I've gotten into the idea of using a travel mug for my coffee in the morning, um, partly because I brew a fresh pot and then I'd have to like leave my mug to go run the carpool or bring kids out to the bus stop and I come back and it's half, you know, it's lukewarm and then I'm unhappy about it. Or, you know, I get on a phone call and then I don't have any, the coffee's bad by the time I'm done. I was like, I put it in a travel mug and I'm not traveling anywhere, but it keeps it warm for the three hours it takes me to drink my two cups of coffee in the morning. So I am I am a big That's fan amazing. of this concept that even See, if you're I not actually, commuting, like, you I don't mind cold coffee, but warm is better. Warm is, better. Warm is, definitely, warm better. is definitely better. So that's totally cool. All right. Well, this well this has been a short yeah. episode. We hope you're not like dying for more, but maybe you're happy because you're able to fit it in one of your commutes. Yep. This has been a best of both worlds. We've been talking about our goals. Uh, we will be back next week with more on making work and life fit together. Thanks for listening. You can find me, Sarah, at theshoebox.com or at the underscore shoebox on Instagram. And you can find me, Laura, at lauravandercam.com. This has been the best of both worlds podcast. Please join us next time for more on making work and life work together. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? 
Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.